I don't know why it started doing it, because it was, up until recently, it was just fine. Yeah. Maybe my microphone's going or something. Oh, it's how many years old at this point? Oh, that's true. It is It is pretty old now, huh? But that's the, um, who were those ones? I don't remember the brand. Samson? Yeah. Samson. Samson? Yeah. Okay, I thought I heard Samsung, and then I heard Samson, and I was very... I, I, think, okay. I think we both said Samson. Okay. Samson? Samson. Swimmy, Sh- swimmy, swammy, Samsonite! Swanson. I was way off. <laughs> That's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> it always comes back to Dumb and Dumber. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bright Guy Into Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Lambic. Joining me for this episode is someone whose love of metal rivals Eddie Munson's Andy Stoles. What's up, podcast people? And someone who DM'd for the Hellfire Club on weekends, Mike Bradley. So I am Eddie Munson? In uh, When he's not there, you can sub in, yeah. Alright, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, Alright, so as promised, we're here carving out some time for some Stranger Things 4 talk. Uh, we're going to talk about what we thought of the season. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about other Stranger Things stuff as we're going, too. Uh, if you haven't heard, this is the beginning of the end for Stranger Things. So, <gasps> back in February, the Duffer Brothers announced that the release date for Stranger Things 4, Volume 1, and Volume 2. And then, in that note, they also said that the series will wrap up with Season 5. So, we currently have no release date for that final season yet after Volume 2 released. The Duffer Brothers said they were heading back to the writer's room to begin writing the final season, so I'm sure we're a few years out. I believe I now that we've just saw ended. 2024. Yeah. Which would make yeah. sense, two years-ish. Yep. Yeah. yeah. All those kids are going to be uh, so, so freaking long. Too... They're going to be all so freaking yeah. old. <laughs> I've... It's going to be like it, chapter two. That's what I, yeah, I feel like, I can't remember one of the seasons I think we talked about, whether it was two or three. That that would be a really cool thing to see for one of these seasons. It's just like have a f- like a flash forward or quote unquote present day, and this whole thing has been a flashback, and you have adult versions of the characters pop up. I think that would be really cool. Well, and I mean, and there's nothing, I guess, constricting them to have these characters stay young. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's nothing saying that. Oh, something's definitely going to happen with the upside down, like tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean, like. Without getting into any spoilers, you know what I mean? There's nothing that couldn't end up in a little bit of a time jump somewhere during the last season. Right. At the beginning, the end, the middle, somewhere. You could see that. It'd be cool. I don't necessarily think it's going to happen, but... At this point, yeah, I don't know if I'd... I'd, I'd like to see it, but I'll think, I, I wouldn't put money on it, I guess. Right. I feel like they have a uh, track record of figuring stuff out on their own, so I'll go with whatever they get. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the letter from the Duffer Brothers that announced all of the, the release dates for Volumes 1 and 2 of Season 4 and then Season 5 will be the end of it, they also said, and quoting here, there are still many more exciting stories to tell within the world of Stranger Things. New mysteries, new adventures, new unexpected heroes. 
I think this is alluding to the announcement from just a few weeks ago, actually, that the Duffer Brothers started a new production studio called Upside Down Pictures and have re recommitted to Netflix with several pro several new projects, one of which is a Stranger Things spinoff series. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. So the only thing the Duffers have said about it so far is that it won't feature any characters from the current show. So it almost sounds like they also want to find a new showrunner for the series. They have they were quoted as saying, hopefully we can find that right person to pass the baton to while we go on to do new stuff. So I don't know how soon we're going to hear who's going to be in charge of this show, what this show's about, if we're going to hear it before or after season five, but we will keep an eye out for details one way or the other. Uh, Maybe this is more or less just kind of a question for you guys. So Netflix was the one that was always started the the premiere trend of just dropping entire seasons all at once. And then certain shows on Amazon, like Disney Plus does weekly releases and stuff now. So is I guess do you guys have a preference one way or the other all at once or do you prefer the the weekly drip of of episodes? All at once. Okay. Uh Andy, do you have a preference I, one way I or the other? I prefer all at once as well. Um All right. So the next question for you guys, how much, how did you binge this one? Did you binge volume one and two when on, like on their release weekends or did you split them up at, at all? Binged. So was Both. it two like, days, it one day? Like, how, how quick did you go? I want to say probably two days. Okay. Like just, you know, just that weekend, just, yeah. But it was probably mostly in one day and then a couple the next. Right. And then the second one was just one day. Yeah. Because that was just two episodes really. Andy, how quickly did long, you get through them? But... Uh, I like that we like to do uh, one episode for dinner every day. Okay, so it's a little bit more of a yeah. Of we a like drip. to spread it out a little bit. Occasionally, if there's like a big, big thing that happens, we know we have an episode next, or like it's the second to last episode. Sometimes we'll watch the, the last episode right after. Yeah. So it's still what about a week or so yeah. for you? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it, Stranger Things is one of the few where I, I don't like really binge a lot of stuff anymore but stranger things is the one where i'm like i i can't wait so yeah i'm, I'm with mike over release weekend i got through them pretty quick both volumes so based on watching habits and stuff like that i pulled some stats that i could find on the internet for some of this stuff so season four volume one released may 27th from may 30th to june 5th stranger things racked up 7.2 billion minutes of streaming in the U.S., which is the highest one-week total since Nielsen started tracking data two years ago. Okay, so, like, their start date on tracking was May 30th, is why it's not including release days. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so if we push the start date of that tracking out a week, so the a few days before release date, May 23rd, through the June 5th date, so, again, two-week time period, the show was watched for 12.34 billion minutes. Damn. How does it say how many minutes the show was and like how many average viewers that probably was if people watched the whole thing? I don't know if I have those numbers because I think okay, what the not, what the dates are. Curiosity. I mean, what the dates are even telling you too is people are rewatching some of the other seasons prior to season four, so just Stranger Things as a series mm -hmm. is being watched for that much time. Um, the data then switched going forward to hours, but. It was then reported Volume 1 had the biggest premiere weekend of an English-language series on Netflix with 286.79 million hours for a premiere weekend. Volume 1 had 930.3 million hours viewed in the first 28 days. That's the highest for an English-language 
Netflix series. Um, notice I keep saying English language because the highest with 1.6 billion hours viewed in the first 28 days is Squid Game, which uh, is a Korean language series. Makes sense that it would reach a global audience being... Yeah. You know, Stranger Things is very Americana. Yeah. As well, it's you know not going to be as globally popular. Uh, so when season four, volume two released over the July first weekend at uh, sorry July fourth weekend, it was July first at three a.m. Eastern is when it released. Crashed Netflix's platform. Couldn't watch it that night. If you stayed up to binge, it didn't work. Uh, from June twenty seventh to July third, uh, after volume two was only available for three days. Stranger Things brought in another 301.3 million hours viewed. Uh, this made Stranger Things the second title ever to rack up over 1 billion hours viewed on Netflix, which Squid Game is again being the first. Wow. Uh, the final numbers for the 28 days since Volume 2 premiered won't be out until the end of July or beginning of August, so we'll see where it tops at the end of all that. But if it's over a billion now... Between now and the end of July, there's a chance it could get up to 1.6 billion hours. We'll see if it tops Squid Game. I don't know if it's going to have the legs, but that's where we're at for some of the stats. Some of those numbers are staggering to me. Yeah. Yeah, you were just saying a lot of really big numbers. That was what was going through my head. Like, these are all just... Like, I don't know what, like, the average bar would be for some of this stuff, but in the first 28 days, 930 million hours of content watched that's that is insane yeah and and i think over time we'll get to look at these almost like nielsen ratings or box office returns and we'll have an idea of like how significant that really is yeah because unlike i guess box office returns hours watched is just hours watched yeah that's not gonna change over time with the difference in dollar value so Real time, you'll be able to look at successful series versus others 50 years from now the same way. And it's funny to me, too, that, that Netflix is, like, bleeding subscribers. They cannot keep people on their service. Like, the last two quarters, I well, think I read that they were losing, like, a million subscribers. And that's, I mean, that, that's Netflix. One, it, they just report, like, they lost a ton. And it's like, yeah, people watched Stranger Things and then dropped it. Right. Yep. And a lot of people pick it back up to watch Stranger Things and then drop it again. Yeah. Yep. Um, that, that's just the way things go. If you don't have as much of a steady stream of things that a general audience is going to stick around for, and you have a lot of niche audiences that you're going for, which seems to be what Netflix does yeah. with a lot of their other content, is they hit these smaller niche audiences, but Stranger Things hits the wider audience. Yeah. And if they had more things hitting that wider audience, I think they'd retain people, you know. And, but. and there's so much out there. There's so many streaming services. There's so much new content out there that it's tough to, especially in, like, these trying economic times, to say, you know, like, I want all these streaming services where you, you might have to mm -hmm. pick and choose. You know? Yeah. Yep. It is very overwhelming, this, the amount of stuff out there to watch. It is. It's crazy. Like, every time I think I'm even remotely caught up, I hear of a new show I need to watch at work, and I'm yeah. like, how many seasons <laughs> of that are there? And then I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> My weekends are gone. <laughs> yep. It, and, you know, like, I, I've partially been sticking to 
kind of the when something has something I want to watch, I'll pick it up yeah. and then drop the service kind of thing. But, you know, if I'm able, like something I know that I want to watch and it's available to just buy from Amazon, that tends to be the route I go. Rather than paying for a service or paying for cable, I just buy the show I want to watch. Yeah. And that reduces the overall, you know, it's like 20 bucks for the one show that I'd watch on cable. Yeah. You know, maybe 20 bucks for two seasons of two different shows. You just, okay. You just gotta, rather than, you just gotta wait for it. Yeah. But I mean, it's rather than, you know, a hundred dollars a month to have cable. I have one word, you know, one word for you. Spoilers. Trying to trying a new saying there. <laughs> See if that sticks. Well, I mean, I guess the, the way I would say is that, like, right now, what we do in the shadows is the one that we purchased, and we get it the same date and time of release. Oh, like a pre-order? Yeah, like I have paid for the whole season in advance. Okay. So when the show airs, it becomes available to watch. Gotcha. Oh, you're talking, like, on-demand paying. Like, you own it digitally. Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking, like, DVD no, uh, no, 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 I'm not talking about Amazon Prime. I'm, I'm talking literally just purchasing it to own it. And it it makes more sense, like I said, than a cable subscription or paying for all these different services. Yeah. So. Um, so before we get into the series and the, the season, do we... Can we talk generally about this before we get in? Or do you just want to jump into spoilers? I don't know how how much we can beat around some of this stuff. Is it just going to be like, hey, I liked it, and then we'll move on? Or <laughs> I don't know how much we can beat around Kate Bush. Uh, oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I'm not even touching that. <laughs> All right, Andy, general general thoughts. What, what can you tell us before we get into spoilers? It, it amazes me that Stranger Things has done this to me every single season, but every season... <laughs> I feel like it, it steps it up another notch to me. It always like vanquishes my expectations and goes the extra the extra mile, in my opinion. Yeah, like it just it continually surprises me in such a good way that I don't know. It, it's to me, it's it's probably the best show that I know. Oh, high praise! Current or ever? Uh, current, like current show. Yeah, current. Okay. Uh, Mike, what did you think of the season? I'd say the same thing that Andy said. Every time they've released a new Stranger Things season, it becomes my new favorite season of the show. Right? <laughs> it, it, it's it, it's incredible that they're able to do that, but it just happens. It's like, oh man, season one was great. Season two was great. That was better than season one. Season three was better than season two. And none of them are bad, and that's why the next one's better. Wow. It's just they just keep getting better. Yep. Um. <laughs> And I feel like a rewatch, like when everything's finally said and done, would be awesome. Did you? Did you, either of you rewatch up until, like, to prep for this season? Did you rewatch one, two, and three? I did not. No, we're actually planning to go back now and do it. Okay. I I didn't go back immediately, like right before, but I did. I was trying to chip away at seasons one, two, and three, so I did eventually get through them all again before season four, because it just. After a while, it's like it's been so long that I almost just need the refresh to, like, figure out where we left off and what's going on with these characters and stuff. And, yeah, it's even watching it again 
Like it's still very, very good. And I I haven't I feel like I probably rewatched like maybe season one before, but I don't think I ever went back and like rewatched season two and three. But mm-hmm. they were they were still a lot of fun to go through again and watch. And I think this season, like you guys said, I think it was really, really good. I'm I'm struggling to figure out which season I like the best, which I f- feel like was a question I was going to hit you guys with later, but I think you've already sort of answered that. But I like I really, really like season three a lot. So th- I think three and four are really at the top tier for me, and I don't I don't know right right now which one I like better. But I mean the the this season had like difference in the the runtimes. Did you guys like the extended episodes that were like an hour twenty? Instead of like the fifty minute ones we got before, didn't really like not positive or negative. Yeah, like, I wouldn't. It just was. They told the story. They didn't. It didn't. None of them felt bloated. Yeah, I guess like it felt like they were telling what they needed to tell. And really, if you're like in the episode, you don't even really notice the runtime. Like it just goes. One thing I noticed is they kept throwing in these like black screen gaps in the, in the final episode like it ends here and then you're like no it didn't end. no it didn't end it's like a roller coaster ride yeah you're like oh they're gonna end it no they didn't <laughs> i enjoyed that uh all right well i guess that's good enough for us you know yeah long story short we liked it so if you haven't seen the season definitely watch the season we're gonna get into some spoilers so if you're not caught up on all the seasons of Stranger Things, not just season four. We're going to cover, well, I'm sure we'll talk about all of them. Uh, pause this now, come back after watching the first four seasons. We're going to get into spoilers. Otherwise, continue on, listen. Don't complain when we spoil things for you. Either way, this is your last warning. Spoilers to follow. <laughs> Spoiler! Spoiler! You know, something like that. All right, so getting into spoilers, we can talk about whatever we want to talk about. Is there anything specific you guys want to start with? Anything that's stuck out? Or should I just start hitting you with some questions I, I actually sort of hinted at it before the spoilers with my uh, kate bush one. <laughs> but um I don't, I don't think i've ever remembered a, a a pop culture hit like this that actually brought a song from i'm I'm like back from the dead the 80s <laughs> right and put it back on the chart and i want to say it actually is a, a guinness record of how oh, long really? the song has been out and actually hit the top of the charts yeah stranger things did yeah, that it, and actually metallica's uh master of puppets also yeah that jumped skyrocketed too. up the charts as well and yeah. I, it's just like it's such a pop culture phenomenon right now that it's like i don't I, I don't know how you like track that you know it just it's it's incredible people yeah i was actually never heard of kate bush now are like oh my god she's incredible <laughs> i i was actually kind of sad that the same effect didn't happen with separate ways with journey. Cause it was heavily featured in a really awesome segment and scene. It was. And yeah. I, I was thinking like master of puppets is, I, I think I had this discussion with Josh. It's maybe the best metal song or most known metal song of all time. It, you know, you're talking about Metallica. You're talking about the, probably their most played song, possibly yeah. one of their top couple. Yeah. I, I was thinking at the time, like, can Master of Puppets actually get bigger? And it was like, well, it went back to the top of the charts. It's been there before. So it's, you know, but for Kate Bush, it was like, that never was a Billboard number one. That was never at the top of the charts. No. And all of a sudden, it's like, boom, all the way up. That was impressive. It, it really was. Um, But yeah, it would have been cool to see Journey get the same credit there. 
That would have, you know, get I feel that like same bump. Separate Ways was a pretty big hit when it came out, though. Oh, yeah, 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 it was. I'm saying, like, it, just the way that Master of Puppets did, too, though. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Just, see, like, some see hype the... around it, too. Spike. Like, it didn't... <laughs> it did not have the scene that Master of Puppets had, which is why that one got all the hype. That yeah. One of the best scenes I've ever seen in a TV show ever. So, it it it's hard to top that i can't think Especially, of the like wasn't it earlier in the same episode too so it's like eh. i can't think of the uh the actor's name right now but um joe uh the guy that played eddie like mm -hmm. i i remember seeing stuff on twitter that uh i think it was from like the stranger things writers twitter account we're putting up behind the scenes videos of him learning to play master of puppets on the guitar which i just thought yeah. was really fucking cool and I didn't realize, oh, I, I guess, with, with uh, I think when Metallica posted about them using Master of Puppets in the show, they had said, like, we were getting people telling us that, or asking if this song was being used from the trailer, because they were noticing where Eddie's fingers were on the guitar, and they could tell what the riffs were. It's like, holy shit, how do you guys figure that out? <laughs> like, <laughs> people did the math. I seen the one post that said, like, oh, the date that Eddie plays that, because they know the date. And it's like, that was like three weeks after Master of Puppets officially released. So Eddie took the time in just three weeks to learn the entire song. And Jeez. it's like, that's Metalheads awesome. do that, though. Like, they will they will find oh, a yeah. song that's <laughs> incredible and just be like, I'm mastering this. Oh, yeah, it works. Yeah, that scene was awesome. I love that scene. Yeah. Uh, what, We'll just spin there into Eddie. Eddie was one of the new characters. What do you think about Eddie? Eddie was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, like, it's... It, what was there not to like about Eddie? You know, like, it... I was a sure, little unsure at the, at the very, very beginning. Like, when you're first introduced to him, you're not sure if he's, like, really crazy or, like, kind of douchey. Like, I couldn't figure it out, but, like, very yeah. quickly, you're like, no, 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 he's he's fine. He's lovable. Yeah, the, um, yeah. the lunchroom scene, you're kind yes. of like, is he going to yeah. be, like, this ultra gatekeeping douche, you know? Yeah. Like, but I feel like the scene with the cheerleader when she's seeing the clock and he's trying to sell her drugs really like, okay, he's not that douchey. Yeah. Um, were you surprised that he died? Oh my God. Yes. I, <laughs> I didn't want him to. Oh, I so didn't want him to. Yeah. I, I was disappointed, but not surprised. I feel like they do this every season. They bring in somebody and it's like, Oh, this person's cool. They're dead. Yeah. I think, Started with Bob. <laughs> I feel like poor Bob. I feel like Eddie was the obvious choice, which is why I started talking myself out of it not happening. Yep. It's like he's he's the one that's gonna go, obviously. So it's gonna be somebody else. Like I I and I really think it's it's masterful storytelling in that volume two, and I don't remember if it was the first episode or second episode because they kind of all just blend together to me. But they did such a good job of, like, starting to tie up, like, relationships between different characters that you're like, oh, God, it's going to be this one. No, no. Oh, God, they're going to go. <laughs> like, everyone seemed like they were on the yep. chopping block by the end of this show. Yeah. Yeah, they did a really fantastic job of, of sort of spiraling all of that together. Yeah. Like, for the amount of characters that this show has to juggle, I think they did a very good job with all of them. Yeah, and I mean, they... To me, the one that was, like, surprising would have been Max. Like, I genuinely, at the end there, thought, like, oh, damn. Yeah. They didn't save her. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like, it was like that last second, like, they didn't manage to save the day on this one, and they're going to have to take the L on it. And that that sucks. And that would have actually shocked me had she actually been dead. And that was another moment where I'm like, okay, well, they sort of went... Because earlier in the season, they have the whole time, like, in the middle of Volume 1, where she's kind of claimed, and it seems like she's going to get killed, and then they save her. So I'm like, oh, they wouldn't do that again. Like, they're going to go through it, but she's going to be fine, because why would they put her in that situation again just to kill her? later on in the season like that didn't make sense to me and then when they start when her, her arms and stuff started breaking i was like oh fuck i was completely wrong they're gonna fucking do this like <laughs> yeah and, and you, well, like that sound of the the breaking of the arms for Vecca, oh. that was just like it set yeah. shivers up my spine every time yeah. i feel like this it's good, it's good audio work. yeah this this season and i've said this for every season <laughs> that has been passed but has has been like the most horror themed one like i feel like it was it had the thrills it had the the jump scares it had like yeah. the the voiceovers and i don't know it just something about it was creepier than the rest of the seasons yeah i even feel like like speaking of like anyone on the chopping block i thought in that moment too when max is up there at the end and you start to see her go at that moment i actually thought lucas was going to go too i thought that fucking jock guy was going to shoot him yeah I, I really so thought Lucas was on the chopping block and going to get shot. Like that in the way the scenario played out in my head was that Lucas got shot. Max, com- Max breaks free somehow and then finds Lucas dead. And then that's a whole other thing to deal with. Like that was where the, the scene was playing in my head, but I was wrong again. It's fucking show, <laughs> which again is a sign of a good show. Like I love that. I can't guess what's happening. That makes it fun. Yeah, I mean, in in that, I, I would play a little bit of devil's advocate and say that they went back to the same of killing the new character. Yeah, So yeah. it was, while they did a good job of making you think it wasn't going to happen or setting it up different ways with different possibilities, they still did come back to that formula. Right, yeah. They're, they they got to be just saving so everybody for the last season, and then everyone's on the chopping block, like... I mean, the stakes are raised when you know there's nothing else coming after that. So if somebody goes, that's like, that's true. it. And, yeah, I mean, and honestly, if I had to take my guess there, it's going to be Eleven that sacrifices herself I, in some way. And I would have, I not, I don't know if I would have put money on it. I wanted it to happen. I, I. This time. Yes. Yeah. Because oh. I, because I knew season five is coming. Th- this is the thing. I think Eleven's character I don't know how much more growth there is for her. I feel like she goes through a lot of the same stuff every season, and a lot of her problems are solved by waving her hand, and I'm kind of tired of it. I want That's them fair. to see if if you take out the powerhouse, how does everyone react, and how do they solve the problem without the person that solves all the problems? That's what I want to see. I think, or- I think Eleven's been built up too much as the one that saves the day because she's there. Well, what happens if she's not there? Right, and, and they had the opportunity, you know, I guess, to have her not have her powers here. Yeah. And, you know, they go through the whole thing of her getting them back. And I feel like it would have been interesting to have them maybe solve this without her powers, and then maybe she gets them back in season five. Well, I think I was talking to... I was watching watching some of this with Leslie, and I think she made the comment that... uh 
at the end when when after Max gets broken up and then like Eleven visits her to try to help her and stuff. She uh, the some I think it was Leslie's theory was that like when Eleven is sort of like stopping Max from dying that at that point Eleven would give her life for Max. Okay. In the, in the opposite way that Vecna takes life, she would give it back. And I thought that would have been a really cool thing to do. And then one, it gives Eleven a very heroic sacrifice. And two, it makes the fifth season them have to figure out what to do with Eleven not there, which I think is very interesting. So I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm we'll get to speculation on like the next season later, but I just thought that would have like thematically and symmetri symmetrically been a really nice fit for the way that season could have ended. Any other new characters that stuck out to you? Argyle, I think, was one for me that I, I really liked. Is that the Argyle was pizza fun. planet guy? Yeah. 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 Sur Surfer Pizza. Surfer, Surfer pizza. pizza, yeah. Yeah, he was a lot of fun. I mean, that's what he was there for. Yeah. He was a, a plot problem solver and a just a fun character to have around, you know, make some jokes, get some stoner laughs. All right, <laughs> cool. I, I didn't like the arc that Jonathan had, though. I thought he yeah. really didn't get a whole lot to do. Him and Will got the short end of the stick, I think, this season. Will Will was Will had more to do than Jonathan did, but just because not of, by much. Yeah. Just because not of by his much relationship with L and Mike, yeah, he had a lot more to do. Jonathan was just kind of like me and Nancy are just like weird, and then like, <laughs> you would smoke pot and then laugh. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like and I mean, and I'd say that Will, Will was there. I don't think he had anything to do. Yeah, he was looking sad in that a lot, and that was a lot of his story arc, was just looking sad in the corner and not, you know, not saying the obvious yeah. for the whole damn time. And it's like, okay. But he's in love he with Mike, still do right? Other that's, what we're, that's what we're that's, getting from this. That's he's what the assumption. assumption is, yeah. Okay. Why, why Mike has yeah. the heart in the painting, you know? Yeah. Right. And, it, like, Will could still do other things in addition to that story, you know, that could just be a part of the arc yeah. the way that you know Ellen Mike are their relationship is just a part of their arc it it seemed like it was his whole arc for this yeah. time through he was he was a big focus in previous seasons but this one I definitely felt like he took a back seat he did he did yeah so but maybe that was because he was such a big focus before that and could be and I'm I'm hoping that means they really make use of Will next season yeah. whenever when all this stuff starts to tie up well did, didn't they start to insinuate that with the, because they're saying like he can still, he feel, still feel stuff happening yeah. right so there, there's something more going on with him for sure yeah and maybe that's part of maybe that's his you know big plot piece of this season is like that's there but we're not getting an explanation yet you gotta wait right yeah the te they're, they're teasing a lot of stuff which is cool yeah so uh, Good, good. Another new character <laughs> that I really thought was very well done was Vecna. Yeah. Did you guys have? Did you guys see any of that coming? Or did it? I feel like I started to piece you? it together right before the reveal. Right before. I. I feel like I got to it before that, but it it was like. It was one of those things like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, there had to be something going on 
and there had to be a reason that we're going back and this guy's playing such a big role in her story there and he had powers and Vecna's really the only humanoid monster that we've gotten from the Upside Down. So I figured there had to be something. Ah, uh, the Demogorgons, there, you know, like besides it, the head, are fairly humanoid. Right, but I mean, like, this thing was clearly right. a person. You know what I mean? Like, it was definitely walking and moving like a human. And sure, it was a monster version of a human, but it was very, like, to me, it was very clearly a human. So it was like, that's definitely somebody, and who else would it be? So it, I think, you know, in that arc of her going back and remembering stuff, it started to click when he was clearly influencing her. Did that blow your mind, Andy? Is that what you're uh, it, it was sort of a holy shit moment for me, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I figured out some things like, I'll bet you that wasn't Eleven that did that, you know, but I didn't, I didn't predict that it would be one as Vecna, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I bet you it was him. And, and somehow that's tied. And then like, I was like, Oh man, it went the whole way. <laughs> Which was another good misdirect too. Cause the whole, up until that point, the whole first part of that season, you're thinking 11 slaughtered a hospital full yeah, of kids. Yeah. You were just like, she is yeah. brutal. And you're just waiting for her to go off in, in present day. So yeah, I I yeah, like that a lot. The whole, yeah, like at the same time they're playing like the whole her getting bullied. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And you know have that playing in the background of it, and it's like, uh oh. Have you guys yeah. ever like keep thinking in the back of your head uh, the sister that she had that could make people believe that things were happening that weren't actually happening would come back? Yes. I keep thinking, oh, this would be a perfect point for that. Nope, it didn't happen. Oh, this would be a perfect point for that. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit, it didn't happen again. Because <laughs> as far as we know, she's the only one that got out, right? right? That's, well, Presumably all the other kids were killed when when one killed everybody. Yeah. Right. Maybe maybe she comes back and it's like, oh, damn, everything was that girl. Yeah. Oh, well. hell. <laughs> Her her powers increased somehow, and I mean, it it feels like a very big loose end if they don't bring what what number was she nine or something? Uh, I can't remember honestly, or thirteen yeah, somewhere. So either way, like if they don't bring her back, it's just gonna feel like a very big plot hole that's just left hanging from season two. So I'm hoping that that's I don't know figured out somehow or at least explained somewhere why this person doesn't ever show up I mean I get that maybe she doesn't give a shit one way or the other what happens like she's not gonna care whether Hawkins Indiana gets swallowed by the upside down she doesn't care and I I don't even know if her and Eleven bonded enough that she would come to Eleven's aid should she ask for help so I guess I kind of get it but I don't know there's something I think like, like Andy said I think it's just in the back of your mind you're just waiting for it and it just isn't there well, there has to be a bigger reason why they introduce a character like that, though, right? It, like, it, when you're writing out this whole story, it seems like they have thought through this story pretty well from start to finish before they started, you know, piecing together individual seasons. Nothing feels like it was, I, I guess, you know, um, Star Wars sequels <laughs> done, you know, where they didn't know what where they were going to go. I feel like they've known pretty well the start, middle, and end of this story for quite a while and they're just 
taking their time telling it. Well, I mean, I'd, I'd argue that the, the episode where she's featured with Eleven in season two feels so disjointed from the rest of that season. And it's really only there for Eleven to get through her arc of that season. So it, that episode and that character served its purpose for the course of the season. So is there any reason to bring her back or would she have any other connection to Eleven and what's going on? I don't think that she does. So maybe that's all. Maybe that is actually all we get. It's possible. I mean, we won't know their true intention until we see it, but... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Any other uh, new characters? I think what... Uh, Jason was the, the jock guy, right? That was... Got... Was yeah. What, Dayton Chrissy, and then got pissed off at Lucas and all that stuff. I think the actor did a yep. very good job, because I, I really hated that guy. Oh, I hated him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, it's it's hard to say anything good about the character, but the actor... You know. He made you... Was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was it was a moment of satisfaction when he gets split in two when the when shit hits the fan at the end of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah if he hadn't been trying to kill them, it was all just an angry boyfriend. Because like his anger is understandable. Yeah. Because he doesn't understand everything that's been happening. Right. So he's still thinking he's just going after someone that murdered his girlfriend. You know. So he's. I guess you know, like post traumatic stress, whatever you want to call it. He just snapped. Yeah. It like you killed my girlfriend. I'm coming to kill you. And I, you know, if he was really in love, it's an understandable thing to have happen. Yeah. But you know, the actor really did a good job. You're right. That's uh, the only other new character that sticks out to me. I think is the the prison guard guy Enzo. I think it was basically what we were referring to him as. Even though I don't uh, think that's his in name. The, uh, in the pilot. The, oh, yeah, yeah. I uh, forgot about him. Betrays them. I forget his name already, too. Y- yeah, the peanut butter smuggler. Yuri? Yeah. <laughs> Yuri? Is oh, Yuri? Yuri. It might be Yuri. Yeah, it is Yuri. Yeah, Yuri was, was fun and crazy. Like, I I laughed when he was doing stuff, so that was... I liked him. Uh, yeah, even I, when he betrayed them, it was like, eh, I saw that yeah. coming, but that's awesome. It's still funny. I don't know, I was not... laughing with him, and then he betrayed him, and I was like, oh, fuck you, man. I don't like <laughs> you anymore. <laughs> Take your stupid humor and go to hell. I mean, for as, <laughs> for as shifty as he was, he was still funny. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. And he redeems himself. Does he? You know. Does he? <laughs> I mean, a little. <laughs> Uh, do you think it we'll see cause part of the problem? But do you think we'll see more of the the Enzo character next season, or was that just a means to get Hopper out of jail in this season? I I think it'd be cool. They need as as much help as possible, and quite frankly, I feel like he sort of owe, like he owes them, like he owes Hopper. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like Hopper can call in like a a solid from him, you know. Well, if he takes if he takes Hopper up on his word that you know whatever's happening in Hawkins is going to affect the rest of the world, and then you see on the news that this fucking earthquake happened in Hawkins that's leading to hell. Yeah, like that's <laughs> I think that's a big sign that okay, all right, maybe I should believe this guy. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that's not been a pro wrestling move at some point. The earthquake to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Patent, just, patent pending. Just sounds like it should have been. Yeah, yeah. Nobody steal it. <laughs> Uh, what do you guys think of the the like separate storylines that we get? Like we get split time in California and Hawkins and Russia, and it's we're jumping around a bit. Did did you like it too hard to follow? What'd you think? 
I think it was pretty simple to follow. Neither none of the like a lot of the side plots, if you want to call like Hopper's thing a side plot, it wasn't terribly complicated. Yeah. It was a prison break. You know what I mean? It wasn't a whole big detailed thing like what they were going through in Hawkins. And the stuff that they're going through with Mike and Will and the Stoners, you know, it wasn't terribly complicated. They were just working their way back to Eleven. Yeah. They were just trying to find her, so it's just a search. And I think that helped a lot. Keeping, you know, two more convoluted and involved plot lines going and the others are all kind of simple, I think was important. Because if they were all just as detailed and complicated, it would get really confusing. Yeah. So I I enjoyed it. And also they didn't... The, the lengthened episodes helped by having them be... Long but concise, right? Because they were focused on these different places. Andy, what'd you think? I I, I really enjoyed it. Um, a lot of times when they have different timelines in a show like that, where you know you watch a scene from that one, watch a scene from the next one, watch a scene from the next one, I find myself not caring about some of the timelines. <laughs> like I'm like, why do they keep showing this character? I don't give a shit. <laughs> But this one, like, I was like, oh, they're going to show these guys now. Awesome. Oh, they're going to show these guys now. Awesome. Like, I, I cared about all of the different things that were happening. Yeah. I feel that that speaks well to, uh, um, <clears throat> it speaks highly to a well-crafted story. Yeah. I think the only thing for me, I think, between some of the Hawkins and California jump back and forth, I had to start trying to remember, like, okay, these characters are there, those characters are in this area. So when they cut to the characters, I have to, like, sort of reorient myself and be like, okay, we're in California now, or, oh, we're in Hawkins now. And it just takes a little bit to get used to, I think, for me. But, yeah, I think I don't think it was very distracting or convoluted, like you guys said. So I think it, it still worked. It just took, takes a little bit to center myself, I guess, and figure out where we're at and what's going on. What about some of the, the relationships between some of the characters? Like, we got Eleven and Mike... Will and Mike, possibly, uh, Joyce and Hopper, Lucas and Max, Jonathan, Nancy, Steve, like all that stuff. Any any relationships you liked? Any ones you hated? I really enjoyed the Eddie relationship with um, Dustin. Oh, yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, it was almost a passing of the torch. Of, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. You know, take care of all of these. Uh, I don't know what we, what what you freaks geeks I don't know what you would call them but like take care of the unpopular the Hellfire you know, Club yeah the Hellfire Club yeah there you go yeah that was good I like the two of them together uh, Mike yeah, I mean anything stood out to you if anything um it's I guess it's just worth noting that. It's not really the way the characters erode or anything. It's just Finn Wolfhard and um, Millie Bobby Brown really just don't have chemistry. <laughs> uh, it, it's just not there. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's nothing with how they're wrote or how it's acted. It's just the two of them aren't pulling that off for whatever reason for me. Like, it's. I do you think. Know, I feel like the other relationships on the show all seem to have some kind of chemistry going on, but the two of them just don't. For me. Like I, I like a lot of these characters and I like how they are together, but I will admit that yeah, I think that relationship specifically is the one that I cared the least about. 
Like I think I think everything else that was going on with everybody else was more interesting to me. And I'm always yeah, like I mean, trying Bill to and Mike have better chemistry. <laughs> like it, they do. It's... And shows that have a, like a bunch of characters in my mind, I'm always I'm always seeing it as like, okay, who are they going to kill to put this relationship through the paces? So yeah. like especially the like the, the the love triangle that they started setting up between like Jonathan, Nancy, and Steve. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, what happens if Jonathan dies? How are they going to react? How are the other two going to react? What happens if Nancy goes? How are Jonathan and Steve going to react? What if Steve goes? How do the other two react? So it's like, I, I was playing all these scenarios in my head. Like, any one of these guys could go, and I could see them writing really interesting stuff for these characters afterwards. Right. So, and even, in a sense, even though I didn't really care for their relationship with Mike, like Mike and Eleven, but if Eleven goes, like, what Mike would go through then from a story standpoint, I think would be very interesting to see how he reacts and recovers from all that stuff. I think that would be interesting right. to see. So I'm always thinking of the potential, but when it never goes that way, then it's like, Oh man, what are we doing? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. Um, Max and Lucas. Yeah. were on, on the cusp of like, rekindling a relationship whether it be friends or something a little further and then it just gets so brutally cut short <laughs> um also the the nancy jonathan thing was anybody else super disappointed that jonathan didn't tell her that he yes. wasn't going to college at the end yeah yeah i feel like that was the beginning of the end for them. yeah that was Which, that was that was the as Jack Sparrow says the opportune moment. <laughs> <laughs> Which already to me again I'm laying the the breadcrumbs for okay, Jonathan and Nancy are gonna go through some shit. She's gonna decide to go for Steve, and then Steve's gonna die because that's would be the intro. Like I don't see happy endings for a lot of these people at the end of this. Oh no! So already I'm like all right, Steve's Steve's done next season. <laughs> Steve's gonna die. Like, see I I. I don't know. Like I personally, among most of the characters, I feel like Steve has done the most to earn himself a happy ending, which I think Steve puts him seems to be front and center to be one to go. Right, but I'm, but I'm saying like just because he's putting himself out there so much to save people, to do the right thing, and he through all these seasons, we don't see as much of a solo act from him this time around. Yeah, you know where he's going out on a limb, but. He has done it, and he's always there, and it's like, he deserves a happy ending. I agree. Steve is by far my favorite character, but I also think he's the first on the list to go. I think okay. I think as as a character in the series, he is one of the ones that have come the furthest and had the, the best arc in the show. Yeah. So it's 50-50 at the end of this, whether he survives and gets your happy ending or he dies. I could see it going either way. See, I, I think the new character we may get in season five, if I'm spitballing and throwing something out there as a prediction is another girl from somewhere fair because he sees Nancy and Jonathan and he goes for the other girl falls in love with her. Jonathan and Nancy break up and then he's in a quandary because or in like, she's Nancy's just like, well shit, I was going to go for Steve, but now what do I do? Yeah. And then you have that whole potential play, and then that girl dies. Steve and Nancy go off into the sunset. <laughs> you bring her in just to kill her. <laughs> so, well, new she's going to die, so you know it's new character. That's what's going to happen. 
What if she, you know, if they go that route, traveling cross country in the RV or what was his dream? Yeah, something like that with, with the, the kids, six kids, kids or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what's the, what's the? I'm trying to interpret, I guess, like the the power hierarchy for the upside down. We still have the mind flare, right? That's still out there, and we have Vecna. I thought they were one and the same. See, I thought they were two separate entities. They were until they got together in his memory. So I took that as Vecna taking control of the Mind Flayer. Oh. Like Vecna creating and taking control of it. Because it was, it was sort of explained to me, too, that when the, the flashback scenes, when he like first gets thrown into the Upside Down and, and encounters the smoke monster Mind Flayer thing, it's right. not until they're face-to-face -face that the thing starts to look like a spider, which is what he's been manipulating the whole time as when he was a kid. Right. Right? He's drawing spiders. He's playing with spiders. And now suddenly this thing right. looks like a spider. Like, so, yes, I'm with Mike. I think he is controlling the Mind Flayer. Okay. Or even created it in that moment. With it, I mean, maybe it's his own creation. See, I don't think he's that powerful to just create monsters. I think it was there that he's controlling it. He's creating all the, whatever you want, his web, if you will, with all the tentacles and shit. Right, but he, that's, I think that's parts of, I feel like that's parts of him. I don't think that's the mind flayer. I still think, in my mind, I'm still seeing the two of them as two separate things, but the hierarchy, the power hierarchy is the mind flayer is lower than Vecna. Vecna is the top of the list. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, but I think it's going to require, I guess, a further explanation yeah okay yeah I mean, like at some point like i feel like it's gonna have to be hashed out because they don't really lean into exactly it exactly what's going and on tell you explicitly in the in this season what you know the difference between the two of them if they're the same if they're different if they're two separate things so that's just how i'm interpreting it i guess from what we've seen so far yeah and, and we get you know we get like a scene but we don't get a lot of exposition explaining right. what happened yeah so Something in the future will probably tell us. Um, Andy, where do you fall? One of the same, explicitly, or two separate things? I, I feel like they were separate things, but then Vecna sort of found a way to have like a symbiotic relationship with. Sort of like they both have the same goal in mind, almost like a Venom and Eddie, yeah, thing where they have the same goal in mind and. I feel like that might be the key to undoing everything is sort of like maybe flipping that relationship around. Okay. Like trying to separate the two? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they turn turn them on each other. Yeah. Like okay. in some way. That's yeah. I could see that. Uh do you think we'll get any explanation as to why <clears throat> the upside down is stuck in nineteen eighty three? Like, they made a very big point to bring that up. I was wondering about that, because I was going to ask that. Like, why is it? But I, you're right. We don't really know. Like, because that, is that the year that she created, or she threw him into the Upside Down? Or is that why it's stuck there? I'm, I'm, I can't remember the significance of 83. I can't either. It could be. Because I feel like 83 would have been the first season, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's season one. I'm trying to remember. He pu he pulls out a tape when they put her back into like the 
the memory sensory tank or whatever. And the tape had a date on it. And I can't remember if it said 83. I do believe it did, though, if my memory serves me correctly. Probably. So if she throws him in there at that point, is the upside down created when she does it? I'm uh, so I'm almost led to the, again. My interpretation was that when we first see him go in, it looks like hell, right? There's mountains, there's lightning, there's like looks like lava and stuff, and it just looks there's no landscape to be seen. Mm. And every other time we've been in there, it looks like exactly like Hawkins, just you know, upside down, reversed. And now right. the fact that it is specifically 1983 Hawkins, it's almost like that would have been like the last time he'd seen the outside world. So when he got thrown in there, he created the world to look like the last thing he remembers. That makes sense. Well, maybe if the dates yeah, like align, ter- terraformed it into right. 1983. Yeah. But I also don't think the dates line up because I think he got thrown in there before 83, 83 would have been when she reopened the hole. When 11 reopened the hole and kickstarted season one mm-hmm. up until that point, it seems like she's younger she throws him in there, the hole seals up, and then she goes back to train. And either she reopens... Yeah, because I think she's when, she, when they're experimenting with her to, to really test her powers is when the hole cracks back open. And then all the shit starts again. So I don't know what the time period is between then and there, but it seems like, in my mind, the date that one and Vecna went in there, that it was had to have been prior to 83. I just don't know how many years prior, if my math is correct. I don't know. That's they they went to lengths to make sure that you knew that it was stuck in that time period. So I right. feel like there's going to be exposition on that in the next season. Or yeah. you know, it could be something with like, if it coincides to the date that Will went over there, maybe Will created it to look like Hawkins. That's possible. Maybe one thought he was being pitched back. It, like, thought he was killed and was in hell. Yeah. Perhaps he thought he had gone to hell. And that's why it looked so like that. he created hell in his mind. Yeah. But the mind flayer's there, and it creates whatever you see, but then why is Vecna in this version? Does it change each time somebody new enters, which then wouldn't make sense because other people have been... Right. I don't... <laughs> Unless we, it's we just because Will was in there the longest, like, it could be something like that, or... It could further well, in, explain why Will seems to have a connection to that place when others don't. Like, so I, yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff that needs explained. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe maybe we're thinking of it wrong. Maybe it does tie to Will more than than Vecna, since the date coincides with when Will got stuck over there. Quite possible. So all right, yeah. So that's some. We'll put a pin in that. We'll come back to that some other time. <laughs> I will think about that during my rewatch because I re I was like we're gonna finish Resident Evil on Netflix and then roll right into Stranger Things. Yeah, so I will keep it in mind and see if there's any hints. Okay. Uh, do you guys think that uh, Papa is legitimately dead? Or is he gonna pop back up next season? It seemed like such like... a such a half-assed way to go, just being shot running away. I expected a better death from him. I feel like he's dead. I feel like he's dead as well. Okay. I really thought I like that storyline's pretty much done. I honestly like thought when when him and Eleven were having their their throwdown and she like lifted him up and pinned him against the machine, I really thought she was going to start cracking bones the way that Vecna does. I did too. I thought this is it. She's going bad. That's another thing too. Like if she doesn't die, I want her to be a villain real bad. <laughs> 
again, this is all I'm thinking of is story potential for me. I think it's an interesting story if she becomes like Dark Phoenix and starts fucking with all the people that have been her friends for the last four years. Because how do they stop her? And just the fact that I don't know the answer to that question means I want to see what they do with that question. Like, that's interesting storytelling to me. Well, I mean, they even, I guess they sort of alluded to it a little bit because they said that they know Elle's weaknesses. Uh, true, yeah. So maybe they have a way to stop her if she goes goes rogue. Yeah, because because they mm-hmm. said, well, if one is like L, then we know L's weaknesses already. So. Yeah. Ooh, okay. So maybe that's, ooh, okay. <laughs> we'll see, we'll see. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think I'm just yeah, shooting in the dark, the but it would, it would be. You may get a moment like that where she turns for an episode or something because of something that happens or Vecna possesses her yeah. or something like that. You may get a moment, but I don't think it's going to be like a real turn. I mean, I think it's more likely that Vecna's going to possess Max. Yeah. I, I, I feel like there's someone has to go... I guess we've already had the sort of a little bit of the turn in, in Season 2 when Will was possessed. Like, Will was kind of the villain for a little bit there. So I don't know if they'd do yeah. that again in Season 5. If And I don't think they'd do it again with Will. But I feel like Will, Max, or Eleven, either one of those has the potential, potential to turn i'd agree uh do you think max is going to come back from all this you think she's going to eventually be cured or she's just forever blind now i i feel like blind i feel like she's not she's her body's alive but her mind isn't okay yeah um i feel feel like she's going to be the guy in the chair at some point okay you know the 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 barbara right right barbara gordon yeah you know I feel like she is how did how did who described one like I think it was Papa who said said to Elle he he doesn't just kill his victims he consumes them yeah so I feel like she's in one's mind somehow like her mind is in his mind like he feeds off of it so yeah. I feel like in them figuring out how to destroy one they'll figure out how to get max back okay yeah i mean i'm i'm kind of hoping for the latter like i'm hoping she comes back and is is cured when they stop him but i don't know i thought thought her character was really good so yeah i like max a lot and i think sadie sink does amazing in this show Mm -hmm. i don't think they did like they announced like what emmy nominations i don't think anybody any actor wise got anything for stranger things which is disappointing like no nominations for anybody. I didn't. I didn't see the nominations personally, but snubbed. I'm saying it. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I have anything else that I can think of for for this season. Some of the other stuff I was going to ask is more maybe predictiony for stuff that's coming up. So, is there anything else that stuck out to you guys about this season? Any any favorite? We just go over like favorite moments. Anything that stuck out to you that was really cool that we didn't talk about? I enjoyed them going to Dustin's girlfriend's house. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. yeah. <laughs> it's just like kind of way different than I expected it based on the little bit of what we got from her before. Yeah. So I personally I'd say Steve's deduction that um oh what is her name? The other girl at the video store, the why is her why am I blanking on her name? 
Maya Hawk. Maya Hawk. Yeah, like her character. Yeah. Robin. Robin. So, like, Steve's deduction of Robin's crush being a potential partner for her by, like, dude, the only people who pause Ridgemont High at that moment, (laughs) (laughs) it's like, it's people that want to see the boobs, man. And it's like, I I fucking love that. He, like, knew, like, he's like, I've done it, so I know. (laughs) And I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh... I really one of the scenes that stuck out to me was the one I can't remember if it was the first episode or second episode. I think it was the first episode. Um, with the the montage that cuts between the D and D match and Lucas's basketball game, I just thought that whole montage oh, yeah. was really well done. Like, oh, that was cool. I don't know what's going on in, in the fucking D and D game, but I am in it. Like, yeah, this is exciting. Like, it's it's tense. <clears throat> um, the the dear Billy episode, which was the one with Max when she gets possessed for the first time, and is you goes to Billy's grave and all that stuff like that whole episode I thought was really really well done. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Some of the stuff I think we already talked about. Like the 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 tension that builds up in the final episode with pretty much everybody on the chopping block. I thought that was just very good storytelling. I feel like the moment with Dustin and Eddie's uncle, was it? Who was still looking Oh yeah. Who was still looking at the end, Eddie, yes. And he's like I don't want, I don't care what people say, you know, like I know my Eddie, he didn't do that stuff, so I'm still looking for him. It's just such a heart-wrenching, tear-jerking moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that was... But it was a good moment, it, though. Oh, it yeah, wasn't. it was, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? Was, oh, the, the, the oneer, the one-shot that's in California when the soldiers raid the house with the two bodyguards for the kids, and Mike and Will and Jonathan all got to escape. Just mm-hmm. really well shot. I like everything about that. That fucking that one dude who was just sitting on the couch ready for pizza. Like I really thought he was gonna get killed immediately, and, and he, he stuck it out with them kids and kicked, made it out. He actually kicked ass. Yeah. 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 The only moment with Jonathan and Will that really stuck out with me was when they were filling the tub with salt. Oh they yeah. Had a little mono mono. I feel like that was yeah. the only moment between like the, the either of those two characters really had that that I thought was a very touching moment. Yeah, I agree. Cuz you can uh, we like, actually haven't talked a little about uh like Hopper and stuff. What anything for for Hopper's stuff that we want to touch on? It was all fun. <laughs> like it, like I thought that was just a really well put together fun side quest for him to come back. Yeah. Um having another exit in Russia from the portal, that needs more explanation, I think, as to what the hell it's there for. Yeah. Um. It, but, you know, them having their little demigorgon arena where they execute prisoners <laughs> was wild. <laughs> um, and, you know, Hopper decapitating it at the end, that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, and Murray. You gotta love Murray. Murray's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say though that there's no way that Hopper is able to actually make it out of that prison, given what he did <laughs> to his own ankle. Oh yeah. And all the running he had to do. There's no fucking way he was actually able to do any of that running based on yeah. how his ankle looked, and the fact that he didn't really treat it at all afterwards, <laughs> and he was still able to do all that stuff. He's yeah. like, yeah, I can get chased by the. Um, Oh, what do they call the dogs? 
Demi, the demi dogs or something. Demi dogs or something. No. Yeah, got chased by that to to lure it into the the arena or whatever you know, so they could play yeah. through it. He wasn't able to run that. There's no fucking way his, <laughs> his ankle healed in like what two days. Yeah, max. Yeah, that was. I I felt that was something that seemed inconsistent. Yeah. Yep. For me, was it, he's bashing his ankle. And. And what did he learn how to dislocate his ankle, or was he just breaking his ankle to get it? Like I was so confused at what he was actually doing uh, that it didn't make any damn sense to me. I like, I guess I interpreted it as they were he was trying to bloody his ankle to get the, he almost used the blood as like a lubricant to try to slide the thing off his ankle. That's how I saw it. I don't know. Okay. But yeah. It, it, I, I never thought of blood as lubricant, but. I, I'll, I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying it would work in real life, but the way that thing looked when they actually showed it, I'm like, "There's no way this dude's running on that." Yeah, no, I have busted my ankles before. Mm-mm. Not a big dude, too. He's a big yeah. guy, <laughs> and that's a lot of weight to put on a busted ankle. The reunion. Uh, the other thing with Hopper and Eleven was awesome. Oh yes, yeah, that was yeah. just was... awesome. Yeah. There was another question I'm thinking of now in, in Russia, like they go through the lab and there's a bunch of uh, like the test tubes with all the demigorgons and stuff in there. And they have one container. That's the, the smoke stuff, which is meant to be yeah. the mind flare, right? Or at least a piece of it. Like that's the thing I that guess. came out of will at the end of season two, right? Yeah. But why is it in Russia? How it got there? I don't know, but like thinking back to the last time we saw it, right? The the idea was, well, now I'm confused because if I'm remembering correctly, the 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 smoke thing that was inside of Will gets cut off from the upside down at the end of season two. L closes the gate, so she doesn't let the big thing come out, but it also doesn't let this little thing that was out here already go back in. Mm-hmm. But at that point, that little thing that stuck out here becomes the 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 monster thing in season three that starts uh eating people you know possessing people and then getting it to dissolve into its big form right which they kill so is it does it if like the body dies does it then turn into smoke again and then go back up and that's how it like someone's finally captured it in russia or is it a separate one i don't know my main thing i guess was like they say that the the smoke thing busts out and then i think the one line of dialogue was it's basically controlling the demigorgons that they had in the test tubes, and that's how they reanimate and come back to life. I, I, Once all that stuff, if the host dies, does that thing leave again? Like, is this smoke thing still out there somewhere? I feel like the smoke thing is the link, the hive mind. So it's not like it's precisely like the, the mind flare, but it's a piece of it. Right. So, okay. the, so the creatures running around before they let out the smoke monster... We're just, you know, surviving. Yeah. But once the smoke monster got out and got into them, they're they're one. Uh, they all okay. feel, see, think, and that one, one goal. I'll buy it. That works for me. It, it, to me, it's still very confusing what the <laughs> hell's going on in Russia. That's what's confusing <laughs> to me. What the hell is going on over there? Why that's all, you know, what... 
what's going on because we we don't know. Yeah, we have, like we know that it's happening, but do we have any explanation for right. it at this point? As far as I know, we have none. Those bastards trying to weaponize hell. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I guess, right? Um. Oh, uh, I was, I was, I, I enjoyed getting more of Erica this season too. Like, I liked that she became part of the Hellfire Club and like accepted her geekness and got in the with the with the guys and everything. That was that yeah. was fun to me. It was, yeah. She's a good character. Yeah, she. she I think we. I, I even think when we reviewed season three, we had talked about wanting to see her more. Yeah, like yeah, just do do more stuff with her. I I don't think she but, got a ton of stuff to do in this, but I'm glad that she came back. Yeah, I mean yeah. they I mean considering she was like in the finale like as part of the crew trying to stop this thing, like she's she's stepped up a couple levels since what she, season 2 I think she popped up in. Yeah. Like but she's main crew now, I yes. guess. Like yeah. she's not just Lucas's little sister. Right. That's going to be there to, you know, say something funny. Yeah. Every now and then and then be off screen for a while. She's now part of the arc. Yeah. I think. I yeah, I think so. Yeah. Forward. Uh sort of spinning back to something you said earlier, Brian, that I just thought about like all the people you thought that Vecna could possess. Yeah. Nancy got possessed for a little while too, if you remember right before she oh, yeah. to go True. back through the hole and Steve was like, Nancy, Nancy, yeah. Nancy. Yep. So that could That's be a, a possibility. Prime, prime candidate there as well. Yeah. Maybe maybe there's a multiple possession thing that's gonna happen where Several of them all at once are a problem. I mean, really, if the mind flayer is still out there on the other side, if if the if the hole that big shows up at the end of this season, I I feel like that's got to be big enough for that thing to come through. And if that king thing comes through, who knows how many people it can actually possess? So yeah, I could I could see that. Which, speaking of just like the holes and stuff, I wasn't sure if they'd actually go that big. They they fucking went hard at the end of the season, like. Oh, yeah. I did not expect a hole to hell to show up in the middle of downtown Hawkins. <laughs> no, like the the scene where they feel like that it's snowing and then they walk and you could see like the grass just changing. Yeah. As they're looking over the hill at Hawkins. Such an awesome shot. Yeah. Like Hawkins on fire was yeah, one of the last yeah. things we saw, which was crazy. Yeah. I I love that they show the natural reaction too, everybody just panicking and leaving. Yeah. Yeah, you know, everybody's trying to get the hell out of Hawkins, and they're coming back in. You know, I mean, they're like driving back in, and they're like, "Uh, uh oh." <laughs> part of me, what happened here? Part of me wants to see next season to see the parents get involved. Like, it's been enough right now to have the kids like kind of do their own thing and like fly into the radar, and it somehow gets explained away that it's not a big thing. This is unavoidable now, and the parents by now have to expect their kids to be doing something out of the ordinary. Like I, I, Mike's mom has to, Mrs. Wheeler has to be <laughs> part of this now, right? I feel like they missed an opportunity for a great joke when the whole thing happened. The, the town explodes basically. Just show Mike's dad still sitting <laughs> in the chair, just snoring. It would have, it was there. It was a shot. I would have laughed really good at that. That would have been a genuine belly laugh. I mean, you get a little bit of that when he's watching asleep. the news. Like, are you hearing this? They're saying it's a gateway to hell. It's like it is. You're not taking this seriously enough. <laughs> Um, I feel like they had a, a, a chance to have the parents do something when the jock tried to rally everybody against oh, yeah. Eddie and basically said, like, let's all hunt him down and everything. And I thought they were gonna do something and then they just did. 
They kind of, yeah, I mean, they separated themselves from everyone else, so they weren't part of the mob. Right. But they like also were like, they... we got to find our kids and figure out what's going on, and then nothing. <laughs> well, I mean, like, the cops had the kids, and they, like, they separated them and everything, and then the kids got anyway, and then nothing happened after that. Right. Yeah. Like, so everyone was still hunting them, and the parents were just like, oh, well, they got out. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> like, no, you, yeah, the, you do something. Other, <laughs> uh, other than Joyce and Hopper, the adults in this town are fucking useless. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> at least they have Joyce and Hopper. Yeah, so yeah. Know. Which I also How couldn't about... help but laugh that, like, th th this whole, uh, you know, vehicle full of, two vehicles probably full of kids go into, like, an army surplus store and walk out with how many weapons? Like, yeah. <laughs> what? Where did they get all the money for that shit? It's the 80s. Shit was cheap. Yep. I mean, they're still talking, like, I think they were price tagging some of that stuff, at least, like, a hundred bucks or 150 bucks for some of that, for one gun. Like, I can't imagine kids have that kind of cash rolling around on them. Well, I mean, the guys... That, that was... Didn't, didn't Steve's parents have a lot of money? Yeah, like, I was trying to think, like, there was... I don't know. If, if that they, was they a detail, I might have forgot. Store Did, and... Didn't he have, like, the, the really expensive car when he was the jock, and... Yeah. Okay, maybe I forgot that then, because I don't remember that right now. I always sort of thought that he was like the, like the hoity-toity jock character. That <laughs> so sort Steve's of fronting the bill himself, for all the weapons they just bought. That sort of like turned himself around, you know. Eventually, like he's like, okay, yeah. okay. He got over himself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Andy, do you have something else? I think I cut you off. Yeah, I just wanted to say a chuckle moment for me when it was when Murray figured out that him beating like a nine-year-old in whatever kung fu class <laughs> actually paid off and he was able to actually <laughs> kick some ass yeah was hilarious yeah that was that was a good laugh moment for me too i like that um all right we'll wind down a little bit uh we're getting one more season i know we sort of talked about it but predictions from you guys who is on the chopping block next season if you had to lay some predictions down and who you think is going to go who, who are you putting money on? I think your main four are safe. You know, you're Mike and Will and Lucas and Dustin. Okay. I think they're safe. Because that, that's your core four characters that this is really all about. You, I mean, I could see them maybe offing one of them. Just to see what the others do or something. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Probably not, though. Um... I would say 11 I would put on the chopping block and you know I, I'll throw it out there because why not it it would be an interesting arc like you've talked about choice I thought about that too yeah it would be unexpected because they didn't they haven't really put her in direct danger much yeah like at all in the series like you know not real danger they haven't put her in the perilous i think she's gonna die moment right so and other than that i mean i'd, I'd say anybody else i could absolutely see them on the chopping block literally anybody yeah uh andy any any predictions i predict that will is on the chopping block so if you so like actually putting money on Will's gonna go next season. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be one of those things where he professes his, cause he cause he still has like a connection, you know. Yeah. So I feel like you you almost have to void all connections to be able to be 
this, right? Okay. So he if if L goes because she is the connection, I feel like Will has to go as well. Almost like uh, Frodo having to go on the boat because <laughs> he had the ring. Just just let him go. Like because he was a part of it, however small. Like he touched that, so he has, okay. he has to go. Yeah. And I have a feeling that he's going to profess his love for Mike before it happens, whether he dies or whatever. Okay. I'm going to say, I, I, I'm with Mike. I think 11's on the chopping block. I think she is going to go. Uh, I would also agree with you, Andy. I think Will is probably going to go. And I hate to admit it, but I still think Steve's on the chopping block. I don't want it to be because I fucking love Steve. He's like my favorite character in the show, but I think he's going to go. Wow. I think it's going to be a no holds bar at the the last season. I don't think I think they're going to off everybody. Like everybody, the only person I think is absolutely safe and will not die is Dustin. I think Dustin is untouchable. Really? Yes. Why Dustin? I don't know. There's he's he's like too likable. I think I think he's he's the one that I think if he died, people would riot. Which almost makes me think he could be it, like he could be on the chopping block. But I'm, I'm, I'm putting money down on him going or him staying. I think, I think people I, will ride if Steve goes, but I think Steve's much more uh, set up to go than Dustin. Dustin would be would be a complete shock to me if Dustin dies. And I think that's why, like, if one of the four main kids were to go, it would be Dustin because it would be the most gut wrenching one to see go and if you're gonna grab that moment and want people to have that reaction that's how you do it it's it's you know spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen serenity it's the wash moment like <laughs> you go for the heart you go for the character that that is the funny one like that's mm-hmm. i mike you're you're you know talking about sort of what i was talking about earlier too is like the the best story moment like what would you do and how do people react to it that's the one that would be a very interesting story to tell but god damn it i don't want it so i'm not I'm, i can't say it out loud i am a leaf on the wind <laughs> that's exactly it <laughs> and and i mean i could see you know hopper being the one to lay himself down too if something came to it, he's the character that is most set up to sacrifice himself. I would say it'd have to be either or. I think it's 11 or him, and I'm putting money on 11. I don't think they'd kill both of them. I, th- I think it could happen completely separate. Like, I think you could see Hopper go in, like, episode two, and Elle goes in the final episode to, like, she has to do something that's going to kill her to actually destroy the upside down. Right. Like I could, I could see that, but I think if they kill Hopper early, they're not going to kill L later. Like, I think over the course of the season, it's one or the other is that's again, just my, my theory. I couldn't tell you why. That's just what I'm thinking. It's like, you got to think like almost mathematically, like how could you, how far could you tip the scale without just really throwing everything off? I don't think anybody's safe, honestly, I, I, and I don't know what they're like hoping to accomplish with this final season. But yeah, yeah, I do. I, I think I, the one I that they just won't kill is Mike. I just don't think they will. I don't think for any reason. I just 
I, I don't see it. Do you have one, Andy? So Mike's going to say that Mike is is completely safe. I'm going to go with Dustin is is untouchable. Do you have a character that you're thinking is there's no way in hell this person's going to die? Who? Where where do you plant that flag? Oh shit, that's that's a tough flag to plant. Um. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see in two years from now if any of us are right. <laughs> <laughs> Write this stuff down. Yeah. Uh, that's such a tough question. I just got done saying that I didn't think anybody was safe. So, um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Max. So she's she's had her brush with death and she's safe. Yep. Okay. I'd say that's a good bet too. Yeah. That's, it's it's it's. it's thematically it would not make sense to go back and kill her yeah like literally like three different times she could have died and we're finally gonna wait till the very end to do it like that seems like a cheap cop out i mean the walking dead did it to glenn they i think they ended two different episodes on like cliffhangers and then when it finally happened it was like you had him survive all this (laughs) stuff (laughs) just delaying the inevitable yeah uh Real quick, any other predictions you want to throw out for the fifth and final season? Before we've seen a trailer, before we've seen anything else, we've just finished season four. Anything you expect or would hope to see in season five? I expect that it's going to be my favorite season when it's done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Based on how, how it's been regressing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't argue that. Um... You think we'll see anybody else with with power show up besides the one we think might still be out there somewhere? I kind of hope she comes back. Okay. Don't, don't know if she will or not. I don't know how helpful her powers are really <laughs> against, right. against this threat. Do you think we'd find some other ones that they've been sleeping on? Like we'll just they'll retcon a couple other kids with powers that show up. Maybe some maybe a whole slew of them from I Russia. I was going to say maybe some Russian ones. Maybe. Like almost like I, Russia realizes that they need to combine forces, and sends all their like Weapon X project people over. Weapon X. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. I mean it. I mean, didn't they say that like, um, a lot a lot of the basis for their creation of this story was like the MK Ultra stuff. Wasn't that something that came out? Maybe. Like the government, like the government testing, basically. Like if you, do you, I don't know if you guys know what the MK Ultra thing was. No. It, it's essentially like government testing and experimenting on people to try and get them to have abilities. Okay. Okay. Like it, it was a supposed big government cover up thing, and you can look into it. It's a conspiracy yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But they, you know, like they wanted to explore some of that with this story. Yeah. So. All right. It'd be interesting to see like an, a vast network of this stuff happening around the globe. It's not just Hawkins or something, you know. What I mean, like because this broke out. Yeah, I think that would be my prediction. Is it? It's not going to be just Hawkins anymore. Yeah, I want to see if the if the world at large is affected by what's going on in Hawkins, or if it's still just localized to Hawkins, and that's just Ground Zero, and that's where they have to. I mean. We know that's where the hole is, but is it going to open up other holes elsewhere? Is this going to be the one they have to close to stop it all? Is this the only one to deal with? Like, yeah, I want to. I'm curious how the the ripple effect of what's happening in Hawkins is happening everywhere else. Yeah, I want I want a world right. map like ID four where it just shows where all the holes <laughs> pop up. Yeah, you know, except they're not spaceships; they're they're the holes. <laughs> 
I got you. I, it's all in there. Yep. <laughs> Visualizing it. Got it. Um, my last little, I'm going to throw shit at the wall and see what sticks if it happens. But coupling with my prediction or, or theory that, Hey, if 11 goes, it would be really interesting to see how people react. I think what would be an interesting story to me is if somehow 11 goes early and Mike or somebody else wants to step up to the plate and goes through the training to get powers. Like if powers somehow are the are the secret to what fights this thing. If uh, if you lose the person with powers and there's no one else around, I think it'd be interesting to see someone go through the training to get the powers used to stop this thing. Could they have? The- I think it'd be more interesting for them to solve it without powers. But if you need the powers, I'd like to see one other character well, just be like, "I'm gonna do it." Would they have? The do do time we have any for that? I, I mean, you could montage I, it. I think. I think like years and years and years. <laughs> To get that kind of power, right? But possibly, like well, I said, I'm throwing shit at the wall. We'll see. I I don't expect this to be right at all. I was saying, are, are there powers? Are the powers we see kids have and people have that they're training? Are they born with it? Well, that's or what I'm trained? not sure. Are they stealing kids that have some sort of genetic markers? Right. Or I've had the power before he even entered the program. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yes, you're correct. So, maybe. Which we never so, really talked about that whole backstory no. thing that we, the flashback we get for the Creels. Yeah. Pretty awesome storytelling, if you ask me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that, that was a twist that worked for me, too. Because I didn't, like, you're wondering why they're showing this old household with this family. Yeah. And then you finally get the realization, oh, it's the kid. He's the one you got to worry about. And then the connection to him being one, like, that... That yeah. was really cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, they took they just they they really strung everything together really well. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't know. I got nothing else. You guys got anything else? Uh, no. No. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we'll see in a couple years what goes on for season five. Um, I'm sure we'll be anxiously awaiting any news whatsoever, release date, trailer, whatever. I'm sure it's gonna. Like I said, I wouldn't hold your breath. It's gonna be well. So. Get your rewatches in between now and then, because we got some time to wait. Who knows? The spinoff may come before then. I yeah, true. I I would doubt it. I would doubt it as well. Know. It's far enough out, and they're asking somebody else to run it. So yeah, considering they don't have a showrunner picked yet, which means they probably don't have writers or staff picked yet. And if they're if the Duffers are in there trying to craft the story for season five, I don't know how much work they're doing on the spinoff series, like concurrently, but. I feel like waiting in like three years for the spinoff or four years for the spinoff seems too long. So I feel like they might have to try to get something off the ground here sometime soon. Maybe that's where they throw in like the the other chick that. Maybe. Well, yeah. they said they it wasn't on any characters that we've okay, seen. Okay, that's true. Yeah, it's it's meant and to be the... new stuff and some new take on the. I I don't know how much it's going to connect to this. Is it going to have to do with like the upside down stuff? Is it going to be? completely different type of storyline and problem. I don't know. I saw one theory that I liked um, that was like, again, related to the MK ultra thing where it's just going to look at a whole different story with a whole different ragtag group of heroes somehow that end up connected to a different, you know, government conspiracy thing out there. Okay. Whether that be whichever one, you know, pick one. Yeah. Some major government cover-up thing. Who knows what exactly. Yeah. But something like that. 
yeah would be interesting like the, the stranger things title is really just all these government conspiracy things are real and here's what would happen if they were right. or something you know yeah well, we'll see i mean if we get news of a showrunner i could see the showrunner like starting pre-production as they're doing season five so maybe the shows will you know sort of go into production concurrently but either way, we'll, we'll have to wait for some news and see what happens. I don't know. I doubt we'll get anything at Comic-Con this weekend. So by the time this comes out, we may Seems have quick, new yeah. stuff, but I, I doubt it. Um, I mean, that being said, either way, I think I think our next episode will probably cover some Comic-Con news. We'll see what comes out over this weekend when this episode releases. Try to compile some news and see if we can, I don't know, quickly get through some some headlines or, or hotter topics that, that drop. I don't know if we're going to... Might get some trailers, might just get some headline stuff. We'll we'll see what we cover next week. Uh, but that's it. Uh, if you've enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating and review. Be sure to give us a share on social media. You can follow or subscribe to the show there. Uh, hit us up on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Anchor, Stitcher, Amazon, uh, anywhere you're finding podcasts. Hopefully you find us. Hit us up on Facebook. Search Bry Guy Super Friends or go to facebook.com slash Friends. You can send us questions, comments, comments topic suggestions, any of that stuff, uh, hit us up there. Uh, send me an email, braggasuperfriends at gmail.com. It's working. I won't check it. The inbox will not fill up because no one sends me stuff. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at bgsuperfriends. That I will see. We can respond to that. Uh, hit us up on Twitch. Uh, if you want to follow me, Jedi Braggy, Jedi with an I, Bry with a Y. If we ever record live, we will do it there. If you want to see me occasionally play some video game stuff, that's also happening there. Uh, few and far between. Uh, and on behalf of Andy, Mike, and myself, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Master!